Good morning. Welcome to another round of Get Em On Side, a podcast we've been doing for years here on Sportsbet. And we've got some good news and we've got some bad news. We'll get to the bad news shortly. But uh, the good news is, welcome to all of you watching through KO. Joel Kane from Sportsbet, we finally made it. Gee, I tell you what, Dan, is this shirt pressed enough? Are we... Are we uh... <laughs> this is as well-dressed as we've ever been for this podcast. So this is, uh, to explain it for everyone, um, a, a jibber fest for the first part of the podcast, and then we actually look into these games bit by bit and try and find some winners, and we always tip against the line, uh, which makes it a little bit harder. Um, normally, it's a team of three. Sean Ormerod is... And I can't believe I said his name correctly. I've said Ormerod <laughs> for all these years. He'll join us shortly for from Melbourne, but Joel, it's exciting times. Absolutely, uh, ready to rock and roll. Nothing changes, though. We, we still wear the tracksuit pants underneath the 100%. desk here, Dan. Uh, six to go play on with that regards, but Sean, he's uh, he had an absence for a reason, which we explained last week, and the listeners will know that. He had a, well, he lost his dad, basically, yeah. and, and that was very, very, very sad, but he wants to get on with things, so he's going to come back off the Judy Dench, super sub in the second half here, Dan, so... Um, we do hope the Ormerod family are doing well at this very, very difficult time, but it's great to have the great man back, Sean. Uh, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, it's for, the, for the new viewers, and, and, and Joel's right, nothing's going to change for all of you loyal podcast listeners, and thank you for listening. Oh, and, and I must say, uh, this is how much influence we have here. Very little. <laughs> because last week we declared we're going to break it into two parts, uh, we said we're going to have the jibber fest at the top, and then uh, the next day we'll have the tipping segment, yeah. a bit more detail than what we've been doing, and our bosses at Sportsbet said no. Now, I'm not saying that we're in rival. We're in a rivalry with the AFL podcast that Sportsbet produce, and maybe we've been kicking their backside in terms of numbers, <laughs> and if you double the podcast and you double the numbers, it would embarrass a few people. I'm not saying that. Some may suggest that, not me. I would never, ever... Offend our bosses at Sportsbet. Uh, big week in football, Joel. Um, and we'll get to some of the head... What What is your biggest headline of the weekend? Because we had um, the Anthony Griffin stuff. Uh, he got the job of the Dragons, but it was the media games that were going on that were, yeah. to me, the more interesting thing. Chad Townsend getting marched. Sonny Bill's brief, but um, bright return. Uh, certainly well publicised. And the Tigers... Now, okay, the Tigers players leaving at half time. Yes. Is this a story? Uh, Jimmy Smith and I interviewed Victor Radley this week on our little breakfast program, uh, Breakfast Joel and Jimmy, and he had a chance basically to leave the bubble for the Roosters. So when you think about it, these players who are gone for the year, you know, like it's a fair reason to let them leave the bubble, go yeah. and seek treatment outside the bubble. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to stay with the team the whole week, uh, the whole year, should I say. So he wanted to stay rock solid with the team and he's done that. So therefore, he can't go out and do what average people can do his age. Mm. And um, so he sacrificed that. Very, very bad look. Not just because those players are big name players; they're two of the highest paid players in the in the team. Dan, you know, and and the reasoning was probably even worse. We're cold. Yeah, Come that was on, a bit this week. But it's there's no club policy now. Now, yes, you could say, should you even need a club policy? Probably not. But if there's no club policy, it does speak to the amateurism of the club. Yeah, but to be honest with you, Dan, how many players know about policy really? Like, you know what's right, you know what's wrong. Do you think did they leave telling people they were going, or would they have snuck out? If they snuck out, well, you they know clearly they know snuck they, out. Well, they snuck out because they knew they were doing the wrong but thing. But Paul Gallon, I thought his 
claim last night on radio that it was leaked by the Tigers. I think this is I think this is the real part of the story because I, I don't know who got the story for the Daily Telegraph. It's a great story. Mm. Dad, to trawl through the dressing room footage, oh, look, there's no Reynolds and there's no Packer. Now, obviously, that is a, a very lucky no, not lucky journal, but an intrepid journal, or more likely a tiger. Someone from within has tipped them off. Yes, have a look at the footage, see who's missing. I, I now, would... does not that speak to? Okay, that's the interesting thing. Not that the blokes left at halftime. Not that it made the papers, but people, yeah. someone at the Tigers, wanted to defecate on these people, these two highly paid mm. players who they'd be better off without in terms of opening up the salary cap, and they're not in the first. 17 anyway. Russell Packer's always suspended or injured. Reynolds is in and out. Isn't that the story? It is a story. And you know what? I probably would side with Gal. I mean, how else do people find out? It probably worked that way. There's a motivation, I suppose, to to get rid of those players. But you know what, Dan? Look, we talk about the pun here and cash out, right? So I backed Michaela Ravalawa at the start of the year for top try scorer. Yes. Right? For the punters club. And I was unable where I was to cash out because, you know, at the time, employees weren't allowed to bet with sports bet, which is totally understandable. So with the punters club, I suggested to the boys, look, we can't win with Michaeli Ravalawa. He's just not going to get the job done. And he's going to go close this year, but he's just not going to get the job done. So I said, boys, look, we've got about 25% of our original stake there as a cash oh, out. No. Let's just no, no, let's just take it because let's get something from it. Now, the analogy I'm using this for is that the reason that Packer and Reynolds are still there at the club, and clearly both parties wish to part, is because they can't come to or get heads around the fact we're paying them X amount of money and we would only get this so much back. Well, sometimes you just want to move on and yeah. get these people out of the club. I'm not suggesting that these people individually are bad people, but it's not working. There's stones being kicked. And whatever you get, just get and move on and start afresh. Reynolds probably has a little bit of value. So, so depending on who you listen to, he's on somewhere between seven fifty and nine hundred, right, for for next year. You can't tell me a Canterbury wouldn't want him back for two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. So, so you can't tell me that two fifty. I'm sorry, I'm saying that 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 you could actually get something for. Now, yes, you're burning five hundred in your cap. Yeah. But you're right. You, you've opened up two fifty. That's not an insignificant amount. I, I have no idea if Josh has leaked it to not leaked it, but said to Gal, I think someone from the Tigers. But but Gal's got it from somewhere. Yeah, Gal to go that hard on radio has got it from somewhere that he's confident enough that he he could he could go go on air with. That's why boards are so important. And I've seen boards, and you look at people on the board, you go, how the hell are you a board member? And you do see that. But those rock solid. Boards, rock solid coaching staffs, rock solid playing groups. You would say the same for the Melbourne Storm. No, right. no one knows what's going on with Cameron Smith, but you probably would at another club. And that's why they're so successful, Dan. We don't normally start with footy. We normally start with something like this. Right, shooting Bambi is a pretty self-explanatory concept. Not, not, not just. This is just not a what cheeses me off section. Yeah, right. That every show has, but it, we we tend to. We tend to go after some sacred cows, right? <laughs> and for those uh, that are new to the show, th- this is what we're talking about. Bambi's a lovable, you know, yeah. you don't want to shoot it. If it's pissing you off, then it's pissing you off. Well, it is pissing me off. You ready? I mean, this is an easy one. But I'm now convinced that the Apple Store is a cult. Really? Who can make training, right? And who can make the game? 
So it's bing, 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 of people who can make it. I'm paying you a delivery fee. How about you take it out of the delivery fee and you give it to the restaurants and keep them above water? Thank you. If you can't make it, put your hand up. Do we need to sit through 400 million text messages, WhatsApp messages every single day, Dan? About some defamation slip between two people I don't give a shit about. (laughs) Save it for the pages of the new idea, the Women's Weekly. No one gives a shit. I love Greg Norman. He was my hero growing up. But whinging because Tiger Woods isn't his friend. The poor goal kickers, if it's on their their side, Mm. their preferred side... They've got to start on the bloody Astro turf. Oh, then onto the. Gra- it's so deers. hard. The precious deers. <laughs> so we've been driving for an hour and twenty. You're gonna hear this beeping. Oh, oh, that means the doors open. That means there's no key in the car. So my wife has taken the key out of the car. I've drove for an hour and twenty away from that key, which means if I turn the car off, oh, it's over. It's all over. <laughs> for an hour and twenty, yeah. I drove. On a freeway hearing this for an hour and 20. So, someone in, so, in society said, look at this. This has to be stopped. Yeah. Right. They're some of the kinder ones. Dylan Orcott didn't get a run, I noticed. <laughs> and uh, my favourite personally uh, was uh, the sign language people. Uh, How dare you? They're just enjoying – I'm still – they're still enjoying it a little too much at the press conferences. And Queensland, the, the fellow with the beard, yeah. looks like a hell of a bloke. I'd love to have a beer with him. <laughs> But he really does enjoy being on camera with Palaszczuk, <laughs> just the sign language men. Okay, so shooting Bambi, I'll go first, Joel. Or do, you, or do you want to open the batting? Well, I'll open the batting because I'm not going as hard today as an ordinary would. Look, I've said this nearly every week, Dan. This is a very little, a little subtle one, right? We are in the entertainment business, right? And I keep talking about stopping the clock. If Mitchell Moses kicks a 40-20, should he have the right to at least have a play after that, do you think? What do you mean? Against the Warriors, right on half time, Mitchell Moses oh, kicked that a was, beautiful forty twenty. That was bizarre. But how do you not? How can you kick a forty twenty and not have the right yeah. to have a shot at them? Yeah. I keep saying this. We had this last week. Last five minutes, you need to stop the clock. We are in the entertainment business. I've seen grand finals where the ball's in play for two minutes for the last five. We need to stop the clock. It's as simple as that. Why again the five minutes? Why not five? Because you don't need it the whole game. This is when people are purposely trying to run the clock down, Dan. We can't allocate a whole match. Otherwise, you'd have to make it half an hour each way. So we have to do this. That's my idea. Yeah, but that's too too extreme. Why? Because we're so used to 40 Why is the end five minutes more important than the first five minutes? It's not. But I'm just saying it is an immediate fix that we could do. Yeah. And you could actually implement it now. Like This is something that you could go, you know what, in the final series that we're doing, because okay. it we're, doesn't materially... We're covering old ground. Yes, we are, but not to the new listeners on KO okay. or viewers on well, KO. Okay, that well, we've acknowledged them. Okay, enough. the next one. Dan, here's my next one, right? right okay. And it's starting to wear me down. I'm not big on social media, but the, we have a salary cap in rugby league. There needs to be a pitcher cap, okay? I know that your kids are pretty and all those sorts of things, but don't have a machine gun just aiming your kids out into the social media day after day after day. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it, please. We understand your kids are cute. However, they're not as cute as what you may see them as, and that's been scientifically proven. So just hold back a little bit. Your kids are cute. They are the most important thing in your world, but don't hammer the world with them. Just scale it back a little bit. Are you with me there, Dan? And I can't... You, you of all people are saying this. I, listen. Go through my Joel, social media. Joel, yes, all those and people probably, can't read yes. the newspapers and say, "Listen, I got an idea. We'll get all my kids <laughs> in the photo." You only I have to do that once. <laughs> oh, oh. I do get they have been overrepresented. I totally agree with that. And just on that, Father's Day. Seriously, does Carl 
Oh, uh, you're going no, there. but the I st- can't believe no, you're going there. Look, they're probably great blokes in that, but do they really represent the father out there? Yeah, doing the rich their best? father. No, with Stefano. You know when it went wrong for Carl. When things changed for Carl, is that Carl was the great knockabout from Queensland. He was loved. But as soon as he was starting to be seen on yachts with champagne glasses, that's when the knockabout Carl, that's when things changed a little bit, I think, Dan. Okay. That's when things changed a bit. Carl. Yeah. Bring back the old knockabout <laughs> car. That's what I'm saying. Well, maybe that's what that photo. Anything in the Sunday paper, I see this as an image attempt. A- anything, whether it's at the front, whether it's in the sports section. If you see any feature piece on someone in the Sunday paper, yeah. that is the image change piece. Okay. Remember when Josh Dugan was painting when he was doing? Oh, he was, did the Bacardi with uh, Fergo, yeah. and you see him painting, doing some. You know, that's the image change. That's the image change. All right. Right. That's the entree. Here's the main. This is what Bambi was designed for. <laughs> Did we all not think the line judge from the Djokovic match was really soft? <laughs> he 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 lollied a shot and it hit her in the throat. Now, I hate Novak Djokovic as much as anyone, and I feel no sympathy for him. He is a man who deserved to be bitten on the backside by karma. But did that woman not look like someone? You know who she reminded me of. Remember the the was it the bloke who spilled hot coffee on himself at Macca's and got a big payout? <laughs> oh. I thought I wonder if this lady. And yes, I understand it's not nice getting one clean. Of course, it's right. It's not. But it, it's a tennis ball, and he lollied it. Yeah, I was in agreement, right? And there's a lot of people. And you know what? There's so many people up on their high horses about it. He did lolly it. He turned around and went bang. How many have we seen that have gone bang like that and not hit anyone? And no one gives a rats about it. I thought it was too steep, the, the disqualification to be starters. But how often do you see rugby league where a poor old cameraman or camerawoman has been taken out with rugby league play inadvertently? Yeah. And this was inadvertently. It was... Just calm down. You don't have to have your say on social media about it either. They're all just melting down, all bagging the tripe out of Novak Djokovic. There was nothing in it. He just went bang. They can't say, oh, well, Novak stays in the game. We'll just have to get a replacement line show. No, they had no choice. No, I, Plus, I, he's a prick, and, and it's about time that he got uh, yeah. a bit of taste of his own medicine. I think that her reaction, at least in the first part, was legitimate because it was partly shock. And, but you know what, Dan? I, I think she was asleep at the wheel. Like, it, <laughs> no, I, no, Dan, honestly, like, it was a little lolly. I, I don't think she was watching the play. Because, Well, I can imagine her not watching the play because the play's over. So yeah. she's probably just taking a couple of seconds yeah, right. off. But... Because like, it was slow enough that there would be some kind of reflex, wouldn't there? And I'm not blaming her for that. I'm just saying that it's such a non-issue. I, I, I dare say that lady, right, was totally fine within half an hour. Oh, five minutes. I would have loved it if there was a New York crowd there because that's the one crowd that would have turned on her. <laughs> that is honestly – but they might have turned on him because he's so hateable. Oh, you don't know. But hang on, when was it? No, first set. So those people have paid their money. They would have been filthy yeah. at her. They would have been filthy at her. <laughs> um, I got this last week. Now, Before this you go is, that, not, not, not a great sport without a crowd, tennis. No, it's and but I can't believe the broadcasters haven't put in fake crowd. It's yeah. it, it's got to be the easiest sport to put in fake crowd. Yeah. There's like three or four different types of cheers. That's it. That's right. That's all there is. There's a if a guy ever <laughs> a double fault or and you just got to get the red yeah. You know, just before the surf. Yeah, we need a quiet please to come in just to interrupt the fake uh, <laughs> the, the fake spruker out there. Um I got this last week, so I was at work and uh, we're just about to go into work in the city and, um, you know, 
pressed the button and door opened up and the lady walked, I allowed the lady to walk in at me. Nothing moment. And she goes, thank you so much. It was the so much. I thought, I just, it dawned on me, anyone who says thank you so much or thanking you. You ever cop that one? Oh, thank thanking you. you. Yeah, I can't have that. Piss off. <laughs> okay. Okay, just don't say anything. Yeah. Don't give me this false, this pre-packaged, this 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 preheated thanking you, thanking you, thank you so much. <laughs> just say thank you. That's all. Um, I heard today a, a story about a Trent Barrett's dream team staff of of coaches. Now I, I didn't, I haven't read the story yet. The term dream team can only belong to two things in this world. Are you, do you know what they are? One's John? basketball. The 1992 United States basketball team right. is the original dream team. The only other thing that can be accepted as a dream team, it controversial as it may be, OJ Simpson's defense. Oh. That was called the dream that was called the dream team. Johnny Cochran, Lee Bailey. That was called the dream team. Uh, Robert Shapiro, uh, Mr. Kardashian. I'll accept that as that, that's it. <laughs> but the term dream team just, yeah. It's got to. It's got to end. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not every good assembly of people can be a dream team. Just because they kind of rhyme. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've got a recommendation for a show. I think it's on. It was on HBO, so I think it'll be on Fox still here. But I'd have to. It might be on Stan or somewhere else. Class Action Park. Okay. All right. Just look. Uh, look for that one on the on demand. It's about the world's most dangerous theme park. Ooh. Which was set in. Um, New Jersey in the 1980s. It is classic 1980s with just a wonderful element of human garbage that I can really relate to. (laughs) So I'll tell you one story. So one was this big thing with a loop. It was a, a water slide. So you'd go down on a very tight angle, right, like this, and then it would just go into a loop. Well, what was happening was kids were going down there as they were testing them and just coming out bleeding. So they found out that... (laughs) I found out the reason why they were bleeding is because as they were going up the loop, they were hitting teeth that had been lodged in there for the first lot of kids because they were hitting their head. (laughs) This is how poorly these things were made, and it was the most popular theme park in America. Anyway, watch it, Class Action Park. It's the sports bet curse. I mean, we we sort of – as soon as you set up a market for Blake Ferguson to not score a try for the year, um, he breaks the drought. He breaks the drought following this. How can a world-class winger who's not actually... He's having a decent season be on zero. Blake Fergie Ferguson, can you believe he hasn't scored a try? He actually scored the first try of the year. Went to the bunker, no try. I believe he's going to break it this week, right? Fergo gets his first try. He's our bingo player in this one. I'll tell you a good bet, I think, Dan. I think it finally the drought breaks. I'm sick of you, Blake Ferguson. I'm no, sick I know, of but it. this is it. I'm going to send out a petition, right? Dear Brad Arthur, mm. can you play... Fergo on the left for one week. That's where all the tries are. <laughs> Mike Acevo, mm-hmm. he's $11 to be the top try scorer, right? Mm-hmm. Blake Ferguson, the other winger. He's not going to be top try scorer. He's $8 to go through the regular season <laughs> without having scored a try. <laughs> and is this is this the week you tip Ferguson to break the draft? Because you do nah, it every not other going week. near it. Not going anywhere near it. So there you go. As soon as you put up the market, bang, he scores. And as soon as I let him go through to the keeper yep. for Gilchrist to collect, he scores. Did well done, Fergo. Did many, were many people that took Ferguson to go trialless? Uh, in the book, 50% of people were pulling the tail of Blake Ferguson. They wanted him to go through without a try. So uh, 50% of those uh, tickets, so to speak. 
That I can't claim for a justice refund, but fair dink. Oh, what about Michaeli Ravalawa? Now, for those again new to it, um, it looks like poor Sean. He's had a bad year. This is not going to be uh, high on his list of bad things, but he's going to have to pay me. I'm two in front. Michaeli yeah. Ravalawa, top Dragons try scorer. Someone at Sportsbet put up that he'd be eight dollars fifty, and I said, "This this bloke's nuts. He's Ravalawa is he can't be eight dollars fifty to be top Dragons try scorer." <laughs> so Sean laughed at me. Anyway, once all the bets got cancelled, once we went into COVID, I was blowing up, and Sean said, "I will pay." How much did you have on it? I said, hundred bucks." He said, "I will pay." If that gets up. Well, <laughs> two up with three to play. Who's your danger? Lomax, is it? Or Dufty? Well, it's Lomax or Dufty. Yeah. Do you know they have scored, those three, uh, 34 of the Dragons' 53 tries? So those three have got 34. The rest have 19. Wow. I've got a good stat for you, Dan, when yes. we get to the game. So yes. Canberra versus the Dragons. Yeah. I'm tipping an upset in that, by the way. I do, yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chad Townsend, should he have been sent off? Yep. I think so. I think so, don't you? For years we've complained that, that if a player is going to be suspended, we know he's going to be suspended mm. immediately, why does the team that is wronged, why do they not get any benefit? That's right. So why shouldn't Newcastle have been given benefit? You know, it was a weird tackle. I don't think it was as bad as we made out, Like, but it was... It was a suspendable tackle. It was a flying shoulder charge. Mm. Now, did it make contact with the head? Well, isn't it incidental if it's a shoulder charge that there's no defence for? That's right. So you knew he was going to get minimum two weeks. He ended up getting three. Um, so I, I, I don't know. To me, it was a no-brainer. Can I introduce a concept where the referee is seeing this firsthand, bang, right? Can the referee not just make the call to Sinbin in the first place, Chad Townsend? I would have been okay with the Sinbin. No, hang on. But then at that point, the bunker has a chance to go through, you know, to really take their time and review the footage and then say, no, Townsend, he's off for the game. Is that... Is that not a better way to protect the referees for making such a big, big call? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can you can justify 10 in any case, right? But if you then go and watch it and realise that, no, it's not an issue, which it was an issue, and he, he pleaded guilty to it. Yes. So, therefore, it justifies the decision. But then that gives them 10 minutes to go, you know what? No, no, he deserves to come back onto the field because it, it isn't so clear, and that can be taken up next week. Yeah, but when are they going to look at it? So, they've got Bunker to worry about. They're watching the game live on the run. When do they actually look at it? Well, surely someone has the opportunity to watch it, don't they? Even even an official at home, you don't need all the angles. You've seen enough. You can make a decent call, educated call, without the referee having to make the big call yeah. sent off. Just send them the t- for 10 in the first instance. I do remember in the 80s and 90s. What, why we, remember the reason we lost send-offs is because in the 80s and 90s, we had a whole heap of uh, players sent. Yeah. And then they would be... Exonerated. That's remember right. that, remember that, that word was part of the rugby league vernacular? Yeah. He's been exonerated. <laughs> and then the team that had the send-off are going, well, you've cost us a game. That's right. So the league clearly made it in about the mid-90s. said, let's just not send anyone. We'll, we'll leave it for the – unless it's unless it's a, you know, a, a Danny Williams. Yes. Um, uh, did you play in that game? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. But Mark O'Neill, when yeah. he whacked him. No, yeah, I didn't yeah. play in the game, no. Um, so, so do you buy what I say? Yeah. Uh, to an extent, oh, 
And you know what? If it turns out to be nothing, they don't even spend the 10. They get them back on within three oh, or four minutes. No, no, no. Now it's arbitrary. Why? Because it's arbitrary. How do you know? Okay, what if Ponga comes off? But then you go back and you see that there was nothing in the – you're not sure that there was anything in the incident. My point is it's worth – it's too big a call for the on-field referee to have to make. I would have had no problem if Townsend was given 10 in the bin and that's it. Right. But he's got to be given something in the game. Yes. The team that has been wronged has to benefit. Correct. But – well, Ponga stayed on, didn't he? See, if Ponga comes straight off, then Townsend's off, no questions What asked. was your Jazz Tavanga-Brown thing? What do you think of that? Oh, look, that's the rule. Look, was it a – Pissy punch, yes. It was a punch, though, wasn't it? It was a punch. It was a punch. It was a punch. Now, <sighs> he lost his head, Jazz. Because he, he had Brown no, got con- him. yeah, he had no concern for the scoreboard. The rest of the game, all he was concerned about, where's Brown? Where's Brown? Where's Brown? Great entertainment. Yeah, it was. But Brown won that one on a points decision. Um, but yes, it was pathetic. Like we, from a day and age where we came up where. Fights were each and every week. It was a bit pathetic. It was pathetic. That's the rule. That's the rule. That's the rule. Um, SBW's return, yes, largely height. I agree with Trent Robertson, actually. Uh, It's not the worst thing in the world to overhype something. It's a nice, happy story. It's better than all the negative stuff. But um, I thought we got exactly what we expected. You know, some hit-ups, a couple of offloads, some tackling. Now, what was interesting... I wanted to say this, um, but I'd had a few, so I'm actually very. You'd had a few shanties. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm very good at this now. I, I will refrain from social media when I'm pissed. Yeah, that's good too. Bec- I've got better at that because um, in because <laughs> he was supposed to. Well, my understanding was he was going to get 15 minutes, and he got 13. Mm. And I was going to make reference to he was he was gone at the end of the 13, right? Yeah, he's just playing in the around, middle. Yeah, running around like yeah. a madman. It did remind me of the Tommy Fort Francois Botha and his manager Coda reduced the mid fight, saw what was happening. He reduced the fight from 12 rounds to 10 rounds. On the run. On the run. Oh, it's, uh, completely red, completely uh. red hot as I spill my coffee. Completely, because Sonny Bill was way on top earlier, and then yeah. all of a sudden he hits the wall. <laughs> he needs the finish line. And then the proper boxer, Botha, the old South African. Um, almost overruns him, and I'm thinking, I wonder if Coda's stepped in here <laughs> yeah. and just said to Trent, end it, we're stopping it at 13. But see, it wasn't that funny to begin with, so I'm glad I didn't go on social media to say Dan, I've done it before. Look, we're all human. This this show, we are far from perfect, so we're happy to share our uh, shortcomings with you, but you've had a few shanties, and at the time, it's a fantastic idea. You get it out there, bang, 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 and then you wake up the next morning, and you're just thinking, oh, did, did I go on social media last night? Yeah. And you press it, and it's either relief or, oh, what have I done? Yes. <laughs> I've got better at that too. Yes, I do. Mate, I, I'm not as uh, astute with my DM work. Um, now, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring <laughs> yeah, up. Not as astute as your DM work. Well, well not as uh, disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, I think we are about to enter. Mm. It's a big statement. Are you ready for a big statement? Love a big statement. It's a big statement. Yeah. I think we're about to enter the greatest two-month stretch in sports history. Really? Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you what we've got. Over the next two months, Mm. footy finals in both codes, Bathurst, the NFL starts this week, NBA finals, US Open tennis, US Open golf, Mm. French Open tennis. Wow. Then, this is where I'm going to get you excited, Everest, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, 
Derby Day, Melbourne Cup, State of oh, Origin, oh, stop it. baseball playoffs, and the Masters. Yeah. Now, you can have your F1s and all the other things that go around that. These are the things I'm interested in. Yeah. And so there's plenty of other things that uh, Premier League's back on. Um, is that back on this week? God, that was quick. Um, but I'm putting it to you, Joel Kane. this is the greatest two months yep. ever. I'm buying that. I'm absolutely buying it. Dan Boss, have you started uh, no. License to, uh, no. to Succeed? No. Drive to Survive. I can only have name. one show at a time. I'm on Yellowstone. Well, the best episode is around this kid called Pierre Gasly, and I won't give too much away, but it is a heavy, heavy episode. He won He won the Grand Prix on the weekend. Did he? Yeah, he, he got kicked out of uh, Red Bull because they just said he couldn't drive as fast. Max Verstappen would get to a certain level. Pierre would only get to here. He'd never push any harder. Yeah. Won the Grand Prix. Good for him. Yeah. Is that Kobe's new favourite? Or is uh, he no, still, uh, no, no, Leclerc. Yeah, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles all, Leclerc. All right, so there we go. I thought you were going to disagree. You, you can pick some of those July. Nah, that's it. That, that, yeah. that, that's it. There's no a good period in that. July every year where you've got like the British Open Golf, Wimbledon, nah. the British F1. You've got all the. You've got the NBA Finals, NHL for the all that. But that's it. That's I, it. I won you. I could have just said the racing events and you would have oh, said yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it I'm, I'm, interstate I'm, of origin yeah interstate of origin all right tips coming up oh poetry motion the best place to catch an nrl same game multi is sports bet it's never been easier to find more markets more offers and bigger odds if it's a same game multi it's sports bet all right, let's go. Hey, round 18, three weekends to go, Joel Cade. Three weekends to go. Um, oh, hello. Here we go. Whoa. That beard's looking very dark, isn't it? What are you saying? Are we answering in? this? Oh, here he is. What is that? <laughs> the love boat. We've had, yeah, exactly. We've had the love boat um, introduction. Hello, Sean Ormerod. Hello, boys. How are you? What was that little insinuation about my beard? Hey, Joel. Uh, Joel, what are you, what are you trying to say? Your Johnny beard huh? has less grey flex than I've seen in the past. That's what I'm saying. There's no insinuation. Oh, it's a declaration. No, no. Hand on heart. I'm going. Look at. Look at. Where can I get these greys on camera? No, there's there's nothing to see here. It's play on six to go play on. But how are you guys? Look, I, I had the uh, had the bootleg uh, hard line into that little intro before, and how grump in the couple of weeks that I've gone. Well, I've been gone. You boys have actually got grumpier. You can't even <laughs> say thank you to Dan anymore. What is going on? I know, I know. Listen, hey, just, Sean. Just, just you do it with um, a big genuine. That's all, That's all, Sean. <laughs> thanking you. Have you ever uttered the term thanking you to someone? Thanking you. No, but but I will now just to piss you off. Thank you so much. Hey, Sean. Um, thank you so much. I, I just want to – clearly you've had a very, very tough week and, and the people understand why. But you know what, mate? I have been smashed. Haven't with we just? Yeah, I've, we've I've copped them too. I've copped them as well. Yeah. From direct messages saying, oh, can, is there a way I can get in touch with Sean? I want to send him a, a carton of beer. I want to send him some flowers. So, mate, mm. they're well and truly behind you, yeah. the loyal faithful. So uh, I hope it uh, – well, it doesn't make it too much easier, but well done to those getting around our man, the coal miner. Yeah, thank you. And they've reached out to me on uh, on Twitter and you know other forms of social media as well. So and I appreciate the, the kind words you boys had to say last week when I when I tuned in. So yeah, it's been a rough week, but um, it's good to be back talking some footy, and we can um, yeah we can move on. So, talk to the uh, the lighter things of life. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, just to finish off on that, I gave the Warrigal address for all the flower requests. The beer <laughs> request went to uh, Kuji. Uh, but uh, I'm just I'm housing them for you. I'm housing them for you. <laughs> You can have. I'm saving all the bloody craft beers. You can have those ones, the uh, Great Northerns and the like. 
Lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to some games, shall we? It's taken a while to get here. We start with Thursday night football. And it is Wests Tigers versus South Sydney. This is at uh, Bankwest, so a neutral game essentially. Tigers, they can't even have a win and not get themselves in the news for the wrong reasons. Uh, $3.25, South $1.35. The line, uh, the typical Sean Ormerod sports bet, <laughs> gutless line, minus eight. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not seven and a half, it's not eight and a half. Um, South... They they met uh, the Tigers in round nine, beat them 18-10. So that is right on the line here. This is a very mm. tough little line to deal with. Sean, I'm going to let you go first here. Yeah, it is a, a tough little line to deal with. What I, what I can't get past is the is the against column for the West Tigers. They are um, hopeless. And let's not forget as well, they were, what, 14 points down or 16 points down or something with, with 10 or 11 minutes to go last week against a, a manly side. Um, on the flip side, South probably should have beat the Storm. They, they were just almost had the game um, won at half time. Somehow lost that one. So I think when we're this close to the to the end of the year, um, and you start to see that disparity between top eight and bottom eight teams, I've just got to always side with that top eight team who's trying to find form leading into the finals. And I think it might be a little bit too skinny this one for a Tigers team that just can't can't defend. The only concern is some possible showers around um, tomorrow night. But if it's dry, oh, I think oh. South um, put up a score. Well, I was going to say, Joel, we've 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 reached that time of year where dew is now starting mm. to become less of a factor. So you know, a Bankwest game in the middle of winter, danger, danger. What Sean says is interesting, though. If it does rain, that does bring it back into play. South have a very good record against bottom eight teams, eight yes. and one, and, and a lot of those have been thumpings. So, South for me. Yeah, South for me. And what you'll probably see in the book as well, and Sean would probably vouch for this, that you're going to see teams, uh, people at the line, taking the better team, right? But at some point, there's got to be a, an amount you're giving away that you go the other way. Yeah. In saying all that, South Sydney for me, Dan, they're ready to rock and roll, so I'm on the bunnies. Well, for 70 minutes... West Tigers trailed an ordinary manly team by 14. Yeah. Well, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? That's right. If you turn the game off then, what would you be picking here? The other thing is, Dan, just on the Tigers though, and maybe this says more about manly at the moment, they won the game with 32% ball. 32% of the ball. Do you think that's ever happened before in history? A team has 30... they really have that little? They had 32% of the ball. Wow. I didn't realise it was that... uh... I don't think a team would have won in history. And with the score that... So if the opponent scored 32 points and you had 32% of the ball... Oh, no, no It just way. doesn't happen. No way. Mm. We go to Friday 6pm and the team that beat the Tigers, Manly, are taking on the Dogs. Both teams are on six-game losing streaks here. So proceed with caution. Dogs, 275. Manly, $1.45. forty-five. I think this is it for the dogs. I have to if they're going to avoid the spoon. This is the game because their next two are pretty hard. So this, I thought last week against the Titans was going to be their grand final. Um, it proved not to be. No foreign, no Napa. Uh, so a pretty thin-looking side looks even thinner. The start again. Um, oh, there we go. It's actually moved. So six and a half now. Six and a half. Gee, it's a fair bit of start if you want Manly, who are not doing much. They beat Canterbury 32-6 in round three, Sean. But I think you take that with a grain of salt because on that day, 
Tom Travojevic scored uh, three tries or scored two tries mm. and had three try assists. So, uh, you know, no Tom to... Uh, although I see Ben Travojevic named at 21. Ooh. Wouldn't that be something? Josh Schuster not playing. Um, I think he was pretty impressive in his debut, albeit cramping up with 20 to go. Sean, you can uh, go first here. Yeah, this is a pretty low game, um, no matter which way you look at it. Uh, what I will touch on is the my whipping boy. During the couple of weeks I've gone, he's announced his retirement, and um, don't worry, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be following up the M1 to make sure he makes it all the way to Newcastle and doesn't turn around. Um, that's right, You yeah, come on. There's your Bambi, <laughs> mate. That's that's one of the that's mate. That's cruel. That's no, cruel, it's, Sean. No, it's, not, it's, all, it's all fair. It's all fair in punting. Um, nothing personal. Um, yeah, mate, you'd be uh, that bloke. No, no, you'd be that bloke at the Valley. <laughs> I'll use a Melbourne reference. You'd be absolutely abusing the jockey because he ruined. Uh, he, he, you're on the uh, favourite. Yeah. Uh, he, he just, and he, he yeah, had it three wide. Someone else's fault, isn't it? Mate, you yeah, would have had it if if you were there when Shane died, ruined Viander Cross. You would have been there with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, far away. Uh, yeah, look, I'm only. I, I don't really like the line either way. I think I, I, if I'm going to have a bet in the game, which I probably won't, but I'd probably just back the dogs head to head. This manly side's going no, no good at all. Um, but I'll, I'll lean the way of plus six and a half, knowing that the Bulldogs can defend somewhat still, even though they've got nothing to play for. Have you seen the halves, Joel, for the yeah, dogs? Jake from- Avarillo is the number six, although <laughs> they've got Brandon Wakeham at fourteen. Yeah, so I. I, I perhaps would suspect there's going to, there's some funny business going on there, but maybe they will start at Avarillo at six. They deserve a win, the Bulldogs. There's no question about that. And once no, again, if they can't beat the Gold Coast, no, no, come on. Well, but if you turn <laughs> the game on. off after after 65 minutes <laughs> against on. the Tigers, um, you'd be all over Manly here. What do you do here, Des? So you mentioned that uh, who's on the extended bench? Uh, ben Trebojevic, right? Yes. The last two weeks, Desi had Albert Hopawadi on the yeah, extended bench. He, he played him. He had Young Schuster on the extended bench. He played him. Yeah. Ben Trebojevic will be playing. Uh, I'm going to tip Manly. I've got no confidence, but I'll tell you what, the good players score early. Albert Hopawadi gets his first try okay. in the NRL. I like that. Very nice. Uh, I'm with Sean. It's too much start for me. I just can't take Manly giving up six and a half. So I'm going to take Canterbury with absolutely no faith. There was a stat we just had for those that are watching. Manly have not won an ANZ mm. since 2013. Can right. you believe that? They've lost 11 in a row. I think it's um, four against South, maybe three against Canterbury, or five against South, four against Canterbury, and then there's one against Parramatta, and then the 2013 wow. grand final. So they beat South in a prelim final in 2013, a game they should never have won. That's South right. were going to blow them apart, and I think Glenn Stewart may have brought them back to life. That is the last time they ever won an ANZ Stadium. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. Seven years. Wow. Um, and I think they might win, but uh, give me the start. Canterbury. Right, match of the round. Uh, it is Penrith and Parramatta. It is at Penrith Stadium. Good luck to you if you've got a ticket to this game. This is going to be some event. $1.37, $3.10, the Panthers. One team has beaten Penrith this year. It is Parramatta. And they beat them with a 10-minute surge. 16 points in 10 minutes to get them on that night. That was back in round number five. Jeez, that round number five. Doesn't Ooh. that seem like a long time ago? Penrith, of course, have won 12 straight. And, Joel, you're going first here. 
They have won 12 in a row. The Panthers, they're giving up seven and a half. Yeah, Styles make fights. So I, I like Penrith 1 to 12 here, but I do like the Panthers to cover the line. I've got it more closer to 10. Okay. Re- Reed Marnie's a big, big out, Dan. He's a huge out. Now, now, is it true that he's been named? He has been named. Yeah, he's, he is so named, that's, yeah. So it's one yeah. where you might be a bit surprised if he plays, but you mightn't be You know what I mean? Like, that's a hard one. Yeah, so who's the backup there? Uh, Ray Stone. Mm, I don't know what they do. Is Will Smith on the bench? Who's this Samuel Hughes? Samuel Hughes, is, I know he's a prop, so it's not going to be him. I don't know. Um, Ray Stone, I suppose you're all in on him. They'll probably pick Will Smith on the bench to cover yeah. for him, I suppose. Or um, Yeah, that'd be the only option I see there. Panthers, Dan. Okay, uh, Panthers for me as well. I do think revenge will be on their minds. And um, do you know who was a big out? Better. Isaiah Yo, Yo was a big out last yep. week. He's back. Yep, absolutely. And uh, um, they're just so settled, Melbourne. Someone wrote yesterday, Sean, that Penrith had all thirty players train. Uh, mm. They touch wood mm. because there's still three weeks for something to go wrong. But um, uh, it's um, it's all just going according to plan. Which way are you going, Sean? Yeah, it is all coming together for them. And you do, if you look back into history, the teams that have won the comp, you do need a lot of luck along the way. And they're certainly getting the rub of the green so far with injuries. Um, look, Para, they're just going no good for me. It, it, it probably looks a little bit on paper, uh, a little bit too big on paper for me when I look at this game. A top four team, two top four teams going at it Friday night, um, three weeks out from the finals. But Penrith are just flying. No injuries to speak of, as we said. Um, looks a little bit too skinny for me. See, Penrith, last nine games, the most they've conceded is 14. In the last nine, the most is 14. So I ask you, where's Parramatta's points coming from with no Dylan Brown in the team? That's going to be the issue. Mm. Can they put up enough points to get within eight of Penrith. But as I've been saying, Dan, about this quarterback model, they, they looked better with one half. They were scoring points in the first half. The right-hand side had been unlocked. Wunger Blake was getting ball. Blake Ferguson, they both scored, incidentally. So it does... The two halves, as I keep saying, Benji Marshall and Luke Brooks, it just doesn't work. I want to see one of those with Adam Dewey. Um, one half, Mitchell Moses, they looked heaps, heaps better. So okay. I think there's more points with the one half. So, geez, you sound, you're, you're giving Parramatta a big chance here, but you're still taking Penrith. To push them, yes. Okay. Good game on Saturday afternoon, Dragons in Canberra. The Dragons are playing that. Although, they've, geez, they've butchered it the last couple of weeks. You know, if they'd beaten Gold Coast and if they'd beaten North Queensland, mm. they'd, they'd be two points within the eight. I know. With a Cronulla team that's fading and has a horrible draw. Yeah. Geez, they've stuffed this up, the Dragons. I'm calling this game. I'm looking forward to it. Going down to the gong on a Saturday over. Hopefully it's a nice day. The line is minus seven and a half. That, Sean, seems very thin to me. They did play in round eight. Canberra led 22-0 before putting the cue in the rack. Dragons got it to 22-16. I just don't see Canberra doing that again if they get out to a lead this late in the season. Um... Of just letting the Dragons back in. Canberra for me. Before you go to Shawnee here, he loves a home a home team Underdog. who's getting more than a try start. Anyway, take it away, Shawnee. No, no, you've read me you've read me wrong on this occasion. Ooh. Look, Canberra, I thought they were um I thought they were really good last week against the Roosters. Just couldn't uh, break down that Roosters defence and they probably I thought their defence was really good. Um but just let in a couple of lucky tries and the Dragons 
on the other hand, they've just been really, really poor well, all year, if we're being honest. Somehow Corey Norman keeps his spot, and I think if they were going to make some changes, he'd be the first to go. Um, for me, he was he was shocking last week. Um, probably all comes down to Papali's name, but we know he's got that shoulder injury. I think they might be jabbing him up. If he if he plays, then I, I definitely want to be on Raiders. I just don't see how the Dragons score enough points um, against the, a Raiders team who's still defending really well. And during the day, I think they could put some points on the Dragons. Ooh. Okay, so we're going for Canberra. Yep. Okay, Joel Kane. Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm very, very bullish. I think the Dragons can win this game. Styles make fights here, Dan. They have been poor. They've let it all slip. But I will say this. This is an area where I say Styles make fights. So the Dragons, as far as running throughout their sets, only the Roosters run more than them. So this is prior to getting to the kick. So they are second to the Roosters steaming upfield. Almost last is Canberra Raiders. So they are running for five more metres every single set, the Dragons, than the Canberra Raiders. You take out Papali, who I don't think will play. He's he running for 160 play. metres a match. You think he will play? No. The, he won't no. play. So I just think field position-wise, the Dragons dominate it, plus seven and a half a gift to win. It's oh. a big chip. Dan, wow. they, they are a fluker's chance here, the Dragons, to win the match. Don't worry about that. I'm on the red V part of me, and well done signing Anthony Griffin. I love that. Okay. All right. Uh, I've gone for Canberra. Not, not now, now with a little less confidence, you've tipped it away. Gold Coast versus Brisbane, 5.30 Saturday. God. If you're putting serious money on this game, you have a problem. <laughs> I know we're a gambling podcast, but yeah. honestly, if you're this is a first try scorers game. This is one a shy at the stumps game. But if you're putting your house on the Tides at a dollar seventy one or the Broncos at two fifteen, you've got massive problems. Start two and a half. Gold Coast thumped the Broncos thirty to twelve earlier this year at Suncorp in round seven. They've actually got a pretty good recent record over the Broncos in general. They've won three of the last five. Broncos, they lose this. It'll be the worst streak in their history. They've already equaled it at eight losses in a row. Mm. Um, is this the week they're going to change things around Sean Ormerod? Oh, who knows? As you said, if, you've, if you're really diving into this one, then you probably need your, your head checked. I'm, I'm purely leaning towards the Titans um, with no real confidence, purely because I, I think that they're still they're actually still trying. They've got the new coach, obviously, a few of them, a lot more upside um, to to their team. We, we know the Broncos have put the queue in the rack for the year, so that's, that's the only angle I can find in this game. So put me down for the Titans, but with no degree of confidence at all. Yeah, I can really see uh, David Fafita taking on the team he's about to go to to show them why they're paying him so much money. You know what? The Broncos win this. Oh. Yeah, the Broncos <laughs> win this. And they, the, the, the pre-game speech might be as simple as this because by then, Canterbury may have beaten Manly. If that's the case... Yeah, they've got to win. You say to the team, listen, boys, this proud club has won many premierships. It's been in the competition since 1988 before many uh, of you guys were even born. We've never, ever got the wooden spoon. We lose this today. We are in the wooden spoon position. Go out there and beat a team who you're supposed to beat. Broncos win. It's a bad... We know how far the Broncos have fallen. You know they've fallen so far when they lose by 13 and we're going, oh, that's a pretty good effort against Mm. Penrith. Yeah. Uh, That was a frightening stat that was up there. 38 points a game they've conceded over the last eight. 38 a game. Yeah, they win this one. Mm. Well, you might be right. You, You might well be right. Gold Coast for me, but... 
zero confidence. They're just too honest for me. Mm. Um, they'll, they'll play out the 80, and Brisbane are going to have a dead pat somewhere. SCG Saturday night, Roosters versus Newcastle. Uh, Roosters, very warm favourites. That's not a surprise. I'm surprised how short they are. Dollar ten. Dollar ten. Newcastle are going to the finals. Have a look at the start we've put up here at Sportsbet. It is outrageous. Mm. Nineteen and a half. Now, no Ponga. Edric Lee is back. That's a good in. Tex Hoy will play at the back. Mm. Um uh, yes, we understand the Roosters were magnificent against Canberra. James Tedesco once again proved he's the best player in the world. Um, Daniel Saifidi returns for Newcastle. That just seems like too much start. I know the Roosters at the SCG are normally just money in the bank, and they'll probably win. Mm. But 20 points? Yeah. It just seems insulting. Newcastle for me. What about you, Joel? Uh, Newcastle for me, Dan, but... I wanted to call out something here, and this is a bit of a trend I've noticed, that the Penrith Panthers are number one in the comp four completions, and they just work on that kicking game at Cleary, you know, death by a thousand cuts, they wear you down, and ultimately with that field position, their strike players kick out Crichton, Cleary, etc. Jerome Luai make you pay. However, away from the Penrith Panthers, the top four, or four of the top five, so I'm taking the Panthers out, most points scored in the competition are teams who are very, very low completion rates. So your Roosters, uh, your Sharks, all these teams who are scoring a stack of points, they're well down in completion rates because they ask questions, right? The Newcastle Knights who have got potent players are playing way too safe. You've got to ask some questions. Yeah. They've got talented, talented players. They're not doing that enough. Uh, the Roosters ask questions. How many times have you seen it where it gets to Tedesco, he just fires it out the back? So their completions are through the floor. Michael Check has been part of the team, almost saying that getting the ball out there as quick as possible is more important than getting it out there in a delightful manner. They're just getting it out there as quick as they can. Mm. So, I, look, the Knights have got to ask more questions. I agree with that, but I do think the start's way too big. I'll be on the Knights. Okay, Shauna? Yes, it does look big. I'll, I'll agree with that. That's about all um, I'm going to agree with. This Knights team, as it's named, looks looks awful to me. That spine um, is shocking. Lino and, and Pierce in the house. Pierce is going no good um, oh. At all, and and the Roosters. This, I think, this is about as good as they can um, they can line up. You know, taking out their season-ending injuries. This is about as good as it gets. And it's a when you look at it side by side, it's a scary-looking proposition. I just don't um, see how they don't run up a big score. They're going to have a field day against that that Newcastle. The the outside backs there are, are, are shocking. I think if they go wide, they score at every opportunity. Daniel Safedi back is he's an in, but he's on, named on the bench, so we'll wait and see how many minutes he plays. But um, don't usually like tipping a big minus, but the Roosters to to lap them for me. Can I make a wild prediction here? Mm. I think that Orbison will play. Uh, I know he's named on the extended bench, and that's created a bit of controversy because now people are starting to say, "Oh, right, we get the grand final week." who's being left out to accommodate Sonny Bill Williams. Imagine if Mitch Orbison was left out of the Roosters' side on grand final day. Right? You look perplexed there, Dan. I'm looking at this team. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this Rooster 17. I don't know who makes way for Orbison. No, I think... I don't think he, don't, I don't think he plays in the grand final. Is that what you, he, no, no. That's, that's going to be the big story grand final week if that was the case. But I think this week... If he's named on the extended bench, I think he plays. To get to 302. And I actually think that... You know, a, jo- a Josh Morris or a Joey Manu might be rested this week. That's okay. how. That's what I could see happening. Yeah, well, we got to get him to three hundred three. 
So he's got to play another game as well. But you're right. So this is the Roosters bench, right? Well, this is the Roosters forward pack. So Warrior Hargreaves, friend Takayaho, right? That's their mm. top uh, pack, uh, top front row. Coordinate, Tupanua, Liu, back row. And then a bench, Butcher, who's been playing good. Oh, great. Collins, well, he's not going anywhere. Crichton, who was superb last week. And Sonny Bill. Yeah. That's uh, – Orbison can't usurp those guys, I, d- I don't think. So if if he's been playing in the middle, Sonny Bill Williams, does that mean come grand final time a Lindsay Collins or one of those middle players could come under siege? Well, Crichton's an edge player and you put Butcher on the edge. It's, you you it, can have two middle reserves, can't you? It's a great problem. And, and and Robinson deep down might be thinking, well, it might just work itself out come yeah. grand final day. And it probably will. Probably will. But... Um, he might have a very hard choice to make because remember last year, Jake Friend, we didn't think he was fit and Robinson said if he is close to fit, he plays. That's no matter right. what, he's that important to the group and you get the sense Orbison as sort of a glue mm. for the group is that important as well. Wouldn't that be a huge out though? Big talking point. Okay. Uh, which way are you going, Sean? You're going... He's a Roosters. I am a Roosters. Oh, okay. You think they're going to cover. Uh, now, this is a game... Very similar betting. Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. Boy, this is where Melbourne are just destroying teams. Melbourne, mm. North Queensland, dollar ten, seven dollars. See, this is what I don't get, Joel. Mm. How can the Cowboys be the same odds as the as the Knights? Yeah. The Knights are a million times better than the Cowboys this year. Sunshine Coast start eighteen and a half. It's even less start mm. last time I saw it. Um, another one of these crazy streaks. Cowboys have not beaten Melbourne since the 2015 preliminary final. Mm. Ten straight. And Melbourne's average score on the Sunshine Coast, 35 to 10. I think they're going to lap the Cowboys here, uh, even though... are they at full strength? I don't believe yeah, they Vinavalu's are. Yeah, Vinavalu's back for the, the, the Storm. That's Vinavalu. early. Vinavalu, yep. Okay, so good enough for me. I'll take, I'll take Melbourne Storm, uh, Joel. Yeah, I find this very hard. Uh, who's sneakily on the extended bench here? Tui. Ooh. Tui Kamakamitha's back on the bench. He's a he's a big, big player. Do you know that he, Tui Kamakamitha, he leads the charge for metres per minute. So if you Oh, what a stat. It's a great stat. Metres per minute on the field. He just charges through them. So he's back. That's a big in. Oh, geez, Dan. Ah. No Pappenhausen. No, so it's um, uh, who's Nico called? Hines. Nico, good enough. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Look. Um, so Asafa Solomon is back. Mm. Vunavalu is back. Um, but you know the one area they haven't sorted out, Melbourne, is who their centres are. Well, all of them have worked out, but they're not convinced. Brinko Lee's in the number three role here, but they've tried five centres this year. Yeah. I don't think they're convinced. Remember Eisenhuth was there for a few weeks. Uh, well, they're, they're not convinced on, on Brinko, are no, they? No, absolutely. That's what I mean. Se- all, all of them they're locked in on. Yeah, absolutely locked in on him. Sevy's been there. and Sevy, he's injured now, but even then they weren't convinced about him. No. Nah. Um, I'm Cowboys, by the way. Really? Yeah. So Drinkwater, Clifford are the halves. Um, Ruben the Hurricane Cotter is uh, the number nine. <laughs> Dejan Arce, number 14, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, Pappenhausen's obviously a huge out. He's a he's a genuine gun uh, these days. The Pap, 
But uh, I've seen enough of Nico Hines. You know, he's a he's a young guy trying to make his trying to make his way in the comp. So I think he's obviously going to be trying his guts out. So I don't think they lose too much there against a shocking Cowboys team. No Tamalolo, um, no Morgan. You've got a, a Storm team who's trying to hit their straps three weeks out versus a Cowboys side who have put a line through the year. If if it's anywhere around that 12, 14 point mark, you know, with twenty minutes to yeah. go, I've got really cons- real concerns over whether they actually dig in. Um, and see this game out. So I think there's far more upside in backing a big minus. So storm for storm for me. You wouldn't imagine we're at that point of the year for the for the stragglers. Once a game gets away from That's them, right. they will completely lose interest. Well, he made a big point, didn't he? He said 12 or 14 towards that last 20 or so. But, boys, there will be a trend for teams to go for the Roosters and the, the better sides to cover the line. So what point in this game do you actually take the Cowboys? How much start would you have wanted, Sean, to take the Cowboys? <laughs> Oh, it's got a, it's got a two in it. Yeah, twenty yeah, and somewhere a half. Mid, somewhere mid twenties, I'd say. Okay, no, I'm Cowboys. Last game of the weekend, and what a shame the Warriors didn't win on the weekend against Parramatta, because this would have been a monster game. But not not so much now. Cronulla a dollar fifty five. Warriors two forty. Oh, oh, there we go. Change. So money's come in for the Warriors. Dollar fifty seven two forty now. So all the odds I've read are from Tuesday night. These are slightly more updated. The line. Has moved in half a point. Now it's at uh, no man's land four. Sharks killed the Warriors 46 to 10 in round 10. That was in Gosford. And they have a great record against the Warriors. And most importantly, Sean, for me, they have a great record against bottom eight teams this year, uh, whereas they're 0 6 versus the top eight. I actually expect Cronulla to do the business here. No. Um, Chad Townsend, but Sean Johnson is back. So uh, Cronulla for me. Yeah, it's a, a very very tricky game to to finish this round. Uh, Townsend isn't an out. In fact, him being out is probably oh. a positive. <laughs> they get Johnson back. He's you know he's had a great year. Um, but the big out for me is Wade Wade Graham. You mm. take him out of that out of that pack, and they look very very light on. Yes. Um, and the Warriors, they just a, I've tried to really get against them for most of the year, and they've they've keep burning me. They keep on they keep on turning up. So um, yeah, Wade Graham out is the decider here. Uh, I think I probably I probably prefer to back New Zealand um, head to head rather than the line. Um, but I'll be yeah, I'll be leaning with the Warriors in this one. I should point out, Joel, that Jennings and Alvaro are back. They weren't allowed to play against Parramatta because right. they're on loan to the, uh, from them. But they are back, so that does strengthen them. No other outs. He's right, uh, Sean, about um, uh, what, uh, Wade Graham. Andrew Fafida is expected to play. So looking at this, Dan, it, look, this is a four-point swing. If you're a Warriors player and Sean... Do you still believe you can make the eight? Is there part of you that still believes that? I think players sort of always genuinely believe they can, mm. um, but you know we've seen we've, we've seen the odds or we've seen the price of them to make the eight. Yeah, um, that, that says it all for me. So the differential is the best part of around one hundred and thirty. However, every single point here is worth two because that's the team they're trying to chase down here, the Warriors. So if no, I'm Toddy You Payton, cannot sell a for and against argument here, that they could, they could overcome a 130-point. <laughs> no, but if you, if, you, if you take in, you win by 20 or 30, oh. that's a 60-point swing. Yeah, yeah, and there's only two weeks left. Well, yeah. they're going to make up 70 points in well, two weeks. Well, if you weeks. win your games and they lose, they, that, that's very viable, Joel. Joel, here's the simple maths. Yes. 
They have to beat Cronulla this week. They win by 30. They're going to win their last three. Cronulla's got to lose their last three. And Cronulla have to play uh, uh, the Roosters. Mm. And they've got another tough one after that as well. Raiders, is it? I think it is. So, if they they can expect if they beat Cronulla this week, yes. Cronulla will finish very likely on 18. Yes. Agree. Yes. So, then it just comes down to the... Don't worry about for and against. And, by the way, that had opened the door for West Tigers as well. But they're drawing. So, what are you with me or against me? Are you... Are you so- just win. Don't, don't. They're not going to overcome. No, no. But what I'm saying is, though, it, it is an actual issue. The four and against. So, do you instruct your team just to chase points the whole game? Is it a high variance strategy where you're chasing points because it is part of the conversation? Winning by ten is probably not going to cut it for you. You need to win well. But they're not. Uh, then uh, they're you, not going to beat them by forty. They're going to win by forty for, for the four and against to even become a factor. Yeah. They're not going to beat Cronulla by forty. So you think just win your three games. Win okay. your three. Well, uh, They've got Cronulla. On Warriors for that matter. Warriors I'm talking about. Yeah. Cronulla. Canberra in Canberra is going to be the one. Yep. And then Manly in Gosford. Yeah. So Race is on if you win this. Race is on, but then they have to beat Canberra down there, which they did last year, so mm. you never know. But uh, uh, they're going to fall a touch a touch short. And Manly, i tell you who also, geez, having some teams stuffed it up. Manly, mm. have they won this week. Their draw is as soft as butter coming home. Tigers got a horrible draw. There's no way they can win their last three. No. Um, uh, and, well, we talked about St. George of Lawara. All right, let's do this. So, best bet time. Uh, how did we go with these last week? I, I missed out because I had South with the start as part of mine and just a little bit short. I had the Cowboys, I think. Did you? Yeah. I don't know in what matter. Was it covering the line? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, I'm, who are we leading with here, Dan? You can go first, right Joel. Up. Dragons head-to-head, purely at the price. $3.10. Great bet. Okay. All right. $3.10. You've made your case. Sean Ormorod. Yeah, I'm going to go for a little cheeky double here. Uh, the, the two biggest minuses of the week, I like them. So Roosters minus into into Storm minus Saturday night, Sunday for me. Okay, that's a fun bet because your teams are, all, are certainly going to win. This is how much they win by. Now, NFL starts this week, boys. Mm. And this is how I like to bet with NFL is what I'm doing this week with Rugby League. And that is a lot of thirty pops. Ah. Multi them all up. Yep. So Raiders head-to-head. Sorry, Joel. Yeah. South head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And then I've had to move the line of the Roosters. Only moved it to seven and a half. That got me to about $1.25. And the Storm, I've moved it into 11 and a half. And that gets me the four of them. So if I get through the first two, yep. I should be okay. $3.32. Okay. And if I'd found and I just wasn't confident enough with another game that really could have fattened it up to about $4, $55. So that's how I bet on my NFL. I like to get about five games at $1.30 each. And as I've said to you, Dan, what you need to start doing, I believe, to give yourself one little error, and if you get the five, you still clean up, just take the fours. Take the quad picks. So put them all in the bet slip, mm-hmm. but just take any four to win. So if you drop one, oh, yes, you're yes, getting yes. a return, and if you get them all right, you clean up anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Enjoy your NFL betting this weekend, everyone. For those that are asking, and no one did, um, (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, but I'm wary of the Cowboys. Mm. And believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns are going to have a good year. I don't know if they'll do much damage, but I think the Cleveland Browns are over the odds. There There you go. go. There you go. Done. We're done, everybody. By the way, great new thing on the Sportsbet app. 
Sky Racing. How good's that? And it's only like four seconds yeah, behind. You know, you know how streaming in yeah. years gone by, you're like a minute behind? Yeah. This thing's like four seconds. Yeah. So brilliant. Sky Racing on uh, the Sportsbet app. Thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening. Most importantly, gang, gamble responsibly.